Welcome to this podcast by Miss Julie. We hope you will enjoy listening to this podcast, and please look for more in the future. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's podcast titled Cannibalism. Miss Julie, why are we doing a podcast on cannibalism? That's gross. <laughs> right, it is. But if you stay with me for just a moment, you will see why this podcast is necessary. Now, most of us learned about cannibalism in elementary school when we studied the Aztecs. We know that the Aztecs believed if they made human sacrifices, it would make their gods less angry and prevent the rise of darkness and the end of the world. <laughs> And so we learn the Aztecs murdered victims by removing the still-beating heart and eating it. Gross, I know. In our day and age, we can't imagine this kind of behavior. But in that ancient time, it was deemed necessary to please God. Some anthropologists have even found evidence that after the Aztecs ripped out the heart, they would eat the rest of the body as well. Why would they do that? <laughs> and what kind of God were they worshiping? I know it leaves us with a lot of questions. The Aztecs believed that they would receive rewards in heaven or the afterlife, and their sacrificial victims were important to receiving those rewards. They truly believed if they ate their victims' flesh, they would be able to make God happy and be in union with Him. And we even see in the Old Testament subcultures of people carrying on these kinds of human sacrifices as well. So what happened to change that practice? Well, when we read the Old Testament, we can see God was not happy with people sacrificing each other. <laughs> like Deuteronomy 18:10 through 14 says, "Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist or who consults the dead." Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. So we see from that passage, God is not mincing any words here. He's giving a direct order not to sacrifice their children. It's just not okay. This same message is reiterated in Leviticus 18.21. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Now, Moloch was thought to be a god in that time, and people were sacrificing humans to it. But here, our one true God is making himself known and clear in Deuteronomy 12.31. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. So God is pretty clear, this is not a good practice. And that is what initiated the change. Once God revealed himself and how he actually wants us living, we see a move away from worshiping all those other so-called gods and human sacrifices. Everything is just kind of coming to a halt with that. 
However, the people still did want to worship the one true God and please him. And so they were sacrificing animals to him instead. But there was still even an indication that that's not exactly what God wanted at all. (laughs) Now, we're still in the Old Testament times, but... When we read 1 Samuel 15, 22, this is what Samuel was saying. What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. So we have Samuel in the Old Testament now encouraging people to turn to the one true God and obey him. That's all. (laughs) Just obey. (laughs) It's pretty simple, guys. (laughs) And God would rather have obedience over any kind of sacrifice. Now, something very curious happens when we move into the New Testament and Jesus enters the picture. Look at what John 6, 47 through 61 says. Now, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer, so the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Now, many of his disciples said this is a very hard teaching to understand. How can anyone accept this? And Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Now, verse 66 goes on to say, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. See, they thought Jesus was encouraging cannibalism, guys. (laughs) They really didn't get or understand what Jesus was saying to them. And no one really could understand because no animal or person who had ever been sacrificed had ever come back to life again. Once they were dead, That was that. But this was not so with Jesus. 
Jesus told them plainly he would be sacrificed. His flesh and blood would be spilled. But he also said he would come back to life. Jesus was definitely not promoting cannibalism here. Just like we need our daily bread, food, and water to remain alive on the earth, so we do need Jesus to give us the eternal food of his Holy Spirit that is able to keep us alive in spirit even after our earthly bodies die too. This is why it's important we develop that relationship with Jesus. He came back to life after being sacrificed, guys. We definitely want that Holy Spirit that brought Jesus back to life to bring us back to life too. And Jesus said human effort accomplishes nothing. That's true. There's nothing we can humanly possibly do that's going to make ourselves come back to life after we die. No amount of sacrifices in the world (laughs) would have that happen for us. The only one who's able to make that happen for us is Jesus. So listen to what 1 Peter 3.18 says, For instead, Christ died for sins once for all, and just and righteousness for the unjust and unrighteous, the innocent for the guilty, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. It's so wonderful to know, guys, that God does not require bloody sacrifices on our part. (laughs) And Jesus does not want us turning into cannibals at all. (laughs) All he wants for us is to enter into a relationship with him and allow him to pour out his Holy Spirit in us and on us. If you want this Holy Spirit food that Jesus offers, all we have to do is say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving yourself up as my sacrifice. Thank you that your blood shed erased all my sins and your coming back to life gives me life forever with you. I love you, Jesus. Please give me your Holy Spirit so that I may live forever with you too. Amen. Now, if you want to learn more about Jesus and what he has done, check out our strength training series as we go into great detail about how Jesus was able to accomplish all of this. And I'll just leave us with one more scripture from Jesus, just in case anybody's still nervous about the whole cannibalism thing. It's found in John 6, 35. It says, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Okay, guys, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Miss Julie. If you want more from Miss Julie, be sure to check out our website, ChristForKidsMinistries.org.